Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1716. Hold on, today we're going drag racing. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Farmingdale, New York, with a very special guest by the name of Justin Ashley. Hey, Justin, welcome to Cars Yeah! Are you buckled up and ready for another fun ride? Thank you for having me on. I'm all buckled up and ready to go. All right. Kind of silly asking a guy like you if you're buckled up and ready for a fun ride, because that's what you do. And I'll explain that in a minute with your proper introduction. But before I do that, Justin, I want you to tell my listeners one little thing that most people may not know about you. Sure. I think one thing most people may not know about me is that although I drive a race car, actually by day, I'm a fix and flip real estate investor in New York. So I go through all kinds of properties that you could possibly imagine, foreclosures, short sales, uh, that have all kinds of crazy aesthetics, all kinds of crazy looks and smells to them, and uh, flip them to make them look real nice. You know, I love this. There's some great television shows that I've enjoyed watching people do just that. And growing up with a father who was an architect, my dad always had a special way of looking at things. And he did some of that after he retired and had a lot of fun with it. And he would get very creative and he'd always buy the dumpiest places he could find. (laughs) And I'd go over there and go, Dad, what are you thinking? But you know what? When it was done, it was like, how did you see this? How did you have that vision? So would you call yourself a, a somewhat creative person? when you walk into these distressed properties and kind of see a vision of what you're going to do with it? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I think I'm, you know, a creative person for that exact reason. When I walk into these houses, uh, like you said, when you did with your father, it's sometimes tough to see the vision in the beginning because of, you know, the mess that's, that's ahead of you and all the stuff that you have to work through to actually get it to that point. But when you actually have the vision to go in there and, and use your creative ability to know what you're going to make it at the end, Uh, that's when you can really create something special. So there's a lot of reward, I would imagine, from what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. I think that at the end of the day, that's part of the reason why I love to do it. Uh, It's a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of time and effort, just like racing does, but you do it for the reward. Uh, It's a very rewarding job to go through that process and have that vision in the beginning and then see it come together at the end. And then when it's all said and done, you get to sell it to a, uh, a family that hopefully creates a very happy and healthy life there. So I definitely say it's one of the more rewarding things I've I've had the opportunity to be able to do. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into your racing career. You have had one heck of a very cool year this year. Justin Ashley won the NHRA Summer Nationals during his top fuel rookie season here in 2020. And he finished in the top 10, earning the 2020 NHRA Rookie of the Year. Congratulations, Justin. Justin Ashley Racing is in partnership with David Motorsports and fields the strutmasters.com top fuel dragster in the NHRA Camping World Drag Racing Series. Prior to his professional debut, Justin won twice in top alcohol dragsters on the Lucas Oil Series. He's the son of multi-time NHRA national event winner Mike Ashley. In 2017, he was named to the Drag Illustrated Magazine's 30 Under 30 list 
highlighting some of the most racing, prominent, promising young individuals on and off the track. Very, very cool. Congratulations for what you've done this year. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Justin, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible. So sit tight. We're at the drag races today. It's going to get loud. Cover your ears. We'll be right back. You've heard me talk about Covercraft here on Cars, yes, since I began bringing you inspiring automotive enthusiasts over six years ago. Covercraft is a company I've trusted to protect my vehicles since I was in high school. But did you know they've been in business longer than that? Covercraft was founded in 1965. You don't stay in business for over 55 years without providing your customers with superior quality, innovative solutions, and a massive breadth of selections and categories when it comes to protection. Their custom fit car covers are just the start. Covercraft offers covers for cars, trucks, ATVs, boats, outdoor furniture, seats, trunk, floors, dashes, masks for the front of your rides, and a whole lot more. And here's something special just for you from me. Use the code yeah 120 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code yeah 120 that's Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. All right, Justin, we are back. And as we continue on your journey, I want you to share a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your success in life. I always say it's a great way to get the inspirational tires smoking. That's something you know how to do is smoke tires. So, Justin, grab the wheel. That's right. So I think probably... One of the most inspirational quotes I learned was around 10 years ago or so, I had someone tell me, you know what, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. And for me, that's a mantra that I've always carried with me in my life. It's not really about, you know, your physical attributes. It's not about what's on the outside, it's about what's on the inside. And uh, if you're willing to put the blood, the sweat, the tears, uh, if you're willing to, you know, put the effort and time into doing what you love, and do it with all your heart, you'll be successful and you'll give yourself the best opportunity. So I think it's a mantra that kind of in, a, in another way says, you know, use your heart and, and never quit and never give up. And I think that's something that I've stood by throughout my life. Well, it's obviously worked for you. Let's dive into this crazy year, 2020. Oh my gosh, the challenges that we've all been thrown. And you add in that the challenges of trying to be a winner in drag racing, any kind of racing, and then the competitors and everything. Let's talk a little bit about this year you've had. And congratulations again for your accolades, what you've done. It's absolutely fantastic. So kind of walk us through what this year's meant to you. Yeah, so thank you. I appreciate it. We've been fortunate enough to have a really good year. And the truth of the matter is I say we for a reason, because it's a team sport. And I'm fortunate to have a lot of really great sponsors uh, like Strummasters.com and like AutoShocker that help put us in a position to be able to do this. And because of Aaron Brooks and our office, our awesome Davis Motorsports team, we were able to really go out there and run well. And in a year where there's so much going on in the world outside of racing, be able to go out there and find the kind of success that we had to be able to win rookie of the year, uh, to be able to go a bunch of rounds at a bunch of different races, to be able to collect our first win together as a team really just meant the world to me. And I think more so than anything else, uh, it makes me appreciate, you know, all the good things that we were able to, uh, to be able to accomplish this year and help us build some momentum for 2021. What does 2021 look like for you? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, getting back out there again and racing. We have a uh, 
a four month or so wait in the off season. And in 2021, uh, you know, we'd like to get out there and, and run the full schedule and give ourselves an opportunity to win at every race that we attend. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, NHRA has opened up some avenues for us with uh, an expansive TV package that'll broadcast us on Fox and live. And uh, it'll be exciting to get out there for the TV viewers to get out there for our team and be able to get out there for the fans and put our best foot forward. Well, we sure all wish that we can all get back out there and watch all of this. I mean, with what happened this year with the pandemic has been such a huge challenge. What were some of the challenges that this pandemic tossed at you, but you still were able to come through and be a winner? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it kind of threw everybody for a loop. We raced the first two races of the year, the first one in California, uh, the next one in Arizona, and then everything kind of came to a screeching halt, just like other sports. Our sport just stopped, and it was kind of at a standstill for a while. It was kind of the great pause, if you will, uh, with the rest of the world. So we had a lot of unknowns, really. We didn't know when we would go back racing. We didn't know if we would go back racing. And if we were, would we be able to maintain the same team that we had from the beginning? And, uh, you know, I would think more so than anything else, just dealing with those unknowns and all the different variables, uh, we were able to obviously finish out the season and be able to race, which was a joy in and of itself with all the stuff that's going on in the world. But I think that, you know, the challenges that we faced this year and the unpredictability that we faced actually turned out to be uh, a good thing for our team because it was really a testament to the guys, how they were able to work through all that. And uh, we went through some adversity, but I think it'll make us better in the long run. Well, racing is all about that adversity for sure. Not really knowing what's going to happen from moment to moment and all the challenges that are involved. What was it about drag racing? And obviously with a a dad like Mike, you had some influence there. But what was it about that type of racing that inspired you so much to dive into it? Yeah, I think I just fell in love with it from the time I was young. Drag racing has always had a very special place in my heart. Uh, I love all forms of racing, but just growing up around the racetrack, being around my dad, on being around the NHRA community uh, really made me feel at home. So I knew it was something that I wanted to be a part of. I love the sport. I love everything about drag racing. Uh, And more importantly, I love the community. Uh, It's about what happens on the track, but it's about what happens off the track too. And the NHRA has a really close-knit community of drivers, of fans, and of teams that, uh, you know, all come together and and work to accomplish the same goal. And I think that's something that uh, always attracted me from a young age to this sport. I've always been fascinated with drag racing because when I was young, my father, I grew up in San Diego, and my father would take me up to Orange County Raceway, and there was a drag strip right off the the old Highway 5 there, and it was just blew me away from the time I was little, the the noise and the sound and the smells, and back then, maybe it's that way now, but back then you could walk around and walk up to the drivers and get them to sign things. In fact, he took me to one event, and at the end of it, uh, Evil Knievel came out and jumped over a bunch of school buses. Now, when you're a little seven, eight-year-old kid, what could be better than watching drag races all afternoon than watch Evil Knievel jump over buses? You're just in awe. But I always tell people, if you've never been to a drag race, you really should go. If you think it's something that you may not be interested in, I think it will blow you away because it does take your breath away when those you guys do those passes that you do. Tell me a little bit about, is there a challenge or what it's like to do all the work it takes to lead up to this three, four, five second run that you do. I mean, it's like over in a blink of the eye. Yeah, it's really amazing. It really is a sensory sport. You have to really be there to 
to understand really what it's all about. Now, it's awesome to be able to watch it on TV, but when you're actually there and you can take in the sights and take in the smells, you can really understand how powerful these cars actually are. I mean, you're talking about smoke, you're talking about flames, and you're talking about top fuel dragsters and nitro funny cars that have between 10,000 and 11,000 horsepower. That's <laughs> yes, mind-blowing. It, it really is. It really is mind-blowing. And when you're actually there, you see the teams working so diligently throughout the day and throughout the weekend, putting in early mornings and late nights to be able to go out there and run your top fuel dragster or run your nitro funny car for less than four seconds down the racetrack. Yeah. Only a few times throughout the weekend. So it's, it's unique and all that hard work for such a short period of time, but it makes it all worth it. Then again, I encourage anybody out there in 2021, you know, we're all want to get out and do things. I mean, we just feel like we've been kept in a cage this year. Uh, make a point to get out to the drag races. And there's plenty of them all over the country, no matter where you live. I think you'll be really impressed. You have a lot of fun. You get to meet the drivers. You get to walk up and watch these guys rip an engine down and put it back together. It's actually mind-blowing to me i mean it's just incredible the amount of work that goes into making these runs and then to be to have an outcome like you and your team have had to be a winner even more so i always ask my guests about a big challenge or a big failure they face in life racing is like ups and downs tell me about a big challenge that you face in your racing career one that may have set you back on your heels but more importantly how did it help you learn something that helped you move forward and become a champion yeah, I think that's a great question because when you're racing for a long time or whether you're playing any kind of sport or whether you're in business or life in general, you're going to face those challenges that end up making you a better person or a better driver in this instance. And for me, uh, before I raced in Top Fuel, I was fortunate enough to race in a category called Top Alcohol Dragster, which really is the minor league, kind of prepares you the best you can possibly be prepared to race Top Fuel. And the, really the first time uh, I got behind the wheel of the top alcohol dragster, it did not go well. Pretty much everything you can imagine did not go well. And, uh, you know, I, I drove the car close to the wall. Uh, I wasn't doing anything that I was supposed to be doing. Uh, and things just, just weren't working out well. And, you know, for me, I had to really take a step back and say, okay, what do I need to do better? How can I put myself in a better position to be able to go out there and do my job? Because at the time, uh, there was a lot of doubt, uh, maybe not internally, but uh, you know, externally from a lot of people uh, right. that didn't believe that I was going to be able to do that and, and that, you know, quite frankly, doubted me and didn't think it would be possible. And I was fortunate enough to use that as a learning experience and use it as fuel moving forward. And I think as painful as that experience was to go through at the time, without that experience, I wouldn't be where I am today because it taught me so much about racing but it really taught me more about life, more so than anything else. Digging down deep. You know, I've had a lot of racers on the show, hundreds of racers, and I've had a fair number of father-son racing teams, everything from F1 racers to IndyCar racers and drag racers. W was there any bit of a challenge for you as you first started when you really are walking a bit in the shadow of somebody who's a multi-time NHRA national event winner like Mike Ashley? Yeah, it's funny because kind of growing up in his shadow, there's that inherent pressure that kind of comes along with it and those expectations that you have to go out there, that you have to be in racing and that, that you have to perform. But for me, I'm lucky in the fact that my dad right away took all that pressure off me. Uh, whether I want to race, that's great. Whether I want to do something else, that's great. It's about really what makes you happy and, uh, you know, not being judged on your successes or failures on the racetrack, but more importantly, the type of person you are. So I think that 
that pressure was pretty much taken off me right away, which I think has really allowed me to go out there and, and then be relatively successful so far in my early career. Relatively successful. Well, you're a humble guy, that's for sure, to go out and do what you did this year is pretty darn cool. Are there any relationships, correlations to what you do as a, your other business in restoring these old distressed properties and racing? Is there any lessons that you learn when you walk into these challenging build projects that can be taken over into the world of racing? Yeah, I think it's actually very similar in a lot of ways. When you're looking at business as a whole and you're looking at the fix and flip business, you look at a product uh, and, you know, you have to have that creative ability, like we touched on earlier, to make it the best that it can be. And when you go through that process, it's a lot. But at the end, the reward is worth it. And it's the same thing with racing. You have to have that vision when you're looking at something to be able to build a team, to be able to build a program and know where you want to get to. And it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of dedication. But just like in the fix and flip business, the end product is winning. And at the end, it makes it all worth it. Absolutely. You said a great word there, vision, the vision to know where you want to be, where you want to go. And of course, in the fix and flip business, it's all about economics too. What can we do? It's about picking the right neighborhood. What's that rule in real estate? Location, 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 the three most important. That's right. Yeah, right. absolutely. And uh, I would think in drag racing, it's all about winning, winning, winning. So uh, there you go. Nice relationship there. Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to dive into your, your history, your passion for automobiles and racing and so forth. So keep this seatbelts on the christmas tree is about to light up even though it just lit up last week <laughs> a belated christmas greetings to everybody and we'll be right back let's take a pit stop from the conversation and talk about my charity of choice here at cars yeah america's automotive trust america's automotive trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country together they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. One of those nonprofits is very near and dear to my heart because it's right down the road from the Cars Yeah headquarters. It's the LeMay America's Car Museum in Tacoma, Washington. One of the world's truly great automobile collections and one of those must-see bucket list destinations for car people like you and me. If you haven't seen it, I hope you make a trip soon, and if you have seen it, it's probably time to visit again. To learn more about this fantastic museum, go to www.americascarmuseum.org, and while you're there, you can donate to help them keep their engines running. That's www.americascarmuseum.org. All right, we are back, and I'd love for you to share a story that instigated this passion. You know, we've mentioned your dad, Mike, being a multi-time NHRA champion, but sometimes kids of people that do one thing, they want to go down a whole nother path. But was there a pivotal moment when you kind of woke up and said, you know what, I'm going to be a race car driver just like my dad? Yeah, there, there was definitely a pivotal moment. Uh, I would say there were probably one or two. For me, it was 2007. I was probably around 11 or 12 years old, and I was at the U.S. Nationals in Indianapolis, and uh, my father was racing Nitro Funny Car there, and uh, he went on to win the race, and I remember being at the top end, and uh, I think I was more nervous than he was, and just watching him win and pull around the top end and hop out of the car and just see the genuine excitement uh, and the genuine joy that he had on his face. Uh, that's when I knew I said, you know what, I want to be able to do something special. I want to be able to do something like this. And 
I think that moment was really pivotal for me because I realized, okay, racing, you know, it's more than, than just, you know, the three or four seconds that's on the track. It's all the work. It's the process and soaking it all in that makes it all worth it. Definitely. Yeah, those wins are really big highs, that's for sure. Well, I just like to have a little bit of fun and ask my guests for about their first very special vehicle in their life. In your case, this could be a road car or it could be the first really special race car you got in and you said, oh my gosh, I'm here. This is real. Well, what was it for you? Yeah, for me, I would have to say it's probably the first race car I had. I was 11 years old uh, and I had my first junior dragster. And the junior dragster went probably 30 miles an hour. Uh-huh. But when you're 11 years old, that's a race car and that's fast. <laughs> and you're racing on the track, the same track that my father races on, and the same track that all the most famous guys in the world race on. So for me, uh, when I was able to put on a helmet, put on a fire suit, and I was 11 years old and go 30 miles an hour, I really felt special. I felt like, all right, this is awesome. This is really cool. I could see myself doing this. So for me, that was a moment. Um, that was a special time in my life behind that vehicle. Yeah, for 11-year-old, I, I can't imagine. That. I think at 11 years old, I was building a go-kart and going down the street <laughs> and realizing I didn't really set the brakes up right and crashing into Mr. Tanone's garage, as I recall, and then having to work to fix the damage that I did. <laughs> but uh, quite different from what you were doing. Junior drags are very cool. Well, Justin, I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here. A little bit of an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive your personality in a vehicle. What would Justin Ashley be? And more importantly, why? Wow, that is a great question and an introspective question. I think for me, ironically, I think I would be be a, probably, hmm, I would probably be a top fuel dragster because it's loud. <laughs> it's a little crazy. Uh, it has a lot going on, but at the end of the day, you, you get where you need to get. Okay. And I think for that reason, that's what it's all about. For me, maybe it's a little chaotic sometimes, but I'm always nonstop, always on the move, always doing things fast. And I think for me, that fits my personality really well. Well, it's funny. That's why I like that question, uh, but you seem like such a nice even keel guy uh talking to you today but i would imagine when you get to the track things get a little crazy yeah they do i think that's one of the funny things i have people come up to me all the time and they say wait a minute you drive a 300 mile per hour dragster i don't see it i don't see it you're more like uh somebody who sits behind a desk but i think that ironically that's one of my strengths is being even keeled because not only are you responsible for 10 or eleven thousand horsepower uh, but you're you, you have a lot of responsibility driving the car, but there's so many ups and downs when you're racing, just like there's ups and downs through life. And you really don't want to ride that emotional roller coaster. Right. I'm a strong believer that you'll have a lot more success if you're able to stay even keeled throughout the process. And that's not to say you don't enjoy the wins because you take them all in and you enjoy it because that's a big part of the process. But you really never want to get too high or never want to get too low. You just want to stay even keeled and go out there and do your job. I can see how that would help with your construction business as well, because you never know when you're going into distressed properties, what could happen. I mean, you pull a wall open and you go, oh, no. Oh, my gosh, we didn't anticipate this or all the many surprises. It's the same in racing. It's like, oh, we didn't anticipate that or whatever. So, yeah, being even keel. I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, we're going to enter what I call the last lap or the last run in your case here. I'm going to fire off some questions, get some quick blips of that 
massive engine that you get to blip that throttle to. I can feel it in my chest right now. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits, Justin, that you believe has contributed to your many successes in life? I would say one of my personal habits that's contributed to my successes is uh, just, you know, plain and simple hard work. I think that you're going to you're going to hit brick walls sometimes in life. You're going to hit brick walls in racing, on uh, business and sports, whatever it may be. But you have to continue to, to persevere, continue to push forward, continue to get through it. And uh, a lot of it is working hard. But in addition to working hard, a lot of it is working smart, too. You always want to make sure that you're doing the right things along the way. Brilliant. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive or racing field, living or deceased, who would it be? Oh, man, that's an awesome question. I think for me... Uh, it would probably be Carroll Shelby. Uh, uh, I think that he uh, obviously having the impact he had on the automotive industry uh, and being the smart, business-minded guy that he was, you know, I think that he would probably have a profound impact on my life. So I think that's somebody that I would love to talk to. You know, he's the second most recommended person with that question here, Henry Ford being the first. And I think the reason, in my perspective, is he was a racer. Of course, he had to stop because of health reasons, but he didn't let him that stop him from staying in his field of passion and finding ways. I mean, he just kept reinventing himself. And then he had, I don't know, how many heart replacements did that guy have? I mean, it's like you couldn't get, right. you couldn't kill him, uh, you know? I, I mean, he just kept coming back and it's like a racer, you know, just when you think, oh, he's off the track, it's the end that nope here he comes again yeah he was amazing amazing person i did get to speak with him oh for maybe one or two minutes at a car show uh, i just happened to be somewhere where he was and just shake his hand and say hello he signed a, a glove box for a mustang i had for me and got to ask him a couple quick questions but i would have loved to have had the opportunity to have him on this show but of course we lost him uh, a while back there but yeah amazing amazing person now when it comes to automotive or racing advice what's the best advice someone else has ever offered to you best advice someone's ever offered to me is probably plain and simple expect to win i think that <laughs> uh, a lot of times you know it's like a boxer they say sometimes a boxer loses the fight before he gets in the ring yeah for me and my team i never feel like we're the underdog no matter who we're racing i feel like okay if someone wants to win they're going to have to come and beat us i genuinely expect when we go to the starting line to win the race and then if we don't win it's more of a surprise than anything else. Like, oh, what happened there? Something must have went wrong. So I think the best life advice and the best racing advice anybody ever gave me came from my father when he told me, always expect to win. You know, it's brilliant. I was just watching a, a post-fight interview with my son, Mike Tyson, and somebody asked him a question about preparing for fight and so forth. And that similar question came up and he said, well, I fully expected to win. I always do. Right. Why would I get in the ring if I thought otherwise? It was such a brilliant answer. I mean, and you saw that he believed it. I mean, the guy, you know, just came back from 54 years old. Whether you think the fight was silly or whatever it was, the fact that he came back, I mean, he was 100 pounds overweight. He was in poor health. He was not doing well. And to reinvent himself again and to come back and just, I mean, I always say anybody who's poking fun at Mike, you stand in the ring and take a punch from that guy at 54 years old. <laughs> See if you're still standing. But he has that winning mindset which racers have to have. I love that. Expect to win. We can all do that, listeners, even if you're not a racer. Every day you get up, just expect to win. Think about Justin Ashley. Now, is there a resource out there that's a go-to for you that you're really fond of? Yeah, for me, I think that the resource that I have and the best resource that I go to is my team. Yeah. Uh, whether it's actually at the racetrack uh, and we're racing or whether it's outside and I need life advice. 
I have a great guy on my team, Dustin Davis, who is our team. He's the, the team owner. And, you know, we met each other about two years ago or so. And since then, we've become like family. Uh, he's become like a brother to me. And he always has my back. And I always have, always have his. And uh, he's been a tremendous resource for me, uh, whether it's life advice or racing advice. And really, the whole team in general. I think that's part of the close-knit racing family uh, type of community that makes it all so great. Absolutely. It is teamwork. Uh, every eraser knows that. You never hear a racer say me or I. It's always the team. Can't do it without the team. Same way in life. Now, when it comes to a book, is there a book you'd like to share that perhaps you've read this year that you gained a lot of benefits from? Sure. I think The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People uh, by Steve, by Steve and Colby. I think that that's a popular one, and I think it should be. I think that um, you know, I'm a big believer in, yeah, you have to do things physically, but I think you have to be strong mentally too. And I think that that book helps you to create successful habits and helps you to be successful in life. So, uh, it's a little bit of a long read, maybe relatively speaking, but I definitely think it's worth it because it's functional, because it's practical and because it's uh, really very easy to implement into your daily life. I love that book too. It's one of those books I've kept on my shelf for years. I pick it up. I bought it for my kids when they went off to college. And my favorite habit of those seven is five. First, listen to understand and then speak to be understood. Right. Something I've shared with many, many people and try to remind myself and look what I end up doing, listening to people all day long <laughs> and then trying to speak to be understood. So I guess that's why I like that so much. I'll make sure I put a link to that book on Justin Ashley's show notes page on the Cars yeah website and all the great resources he's offered here and links to his website and his motorsports team website as well. So you can keep up with these guys in 2021. All right, Justin, we're up to the checkered flag here. Now they really have a checkered flag in drag racing, uh, but they do have the end of the track there that you cross with those big signs that light up and tell everybody how well you did, or maybe you didn't do. Uh, it's right there to be seen, isn't it? And it's like, oh gosh, well, I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car, something fun for you today that you can park in your garage i wanted to tick all the boxes i don't want it to just collect dust so it's something you would take out and drive and enjoy maybe on a weekend maybe you take the family or maybe it's a small two-seater i don't know what it might be but what can i buy for you today justin well how about we keep it modern we'll go with a uh how about a how about a hellcat something like that go out there on the street and have a, and have a little bit of uh, a little bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, those are awesome cars. It's funny you mentioned that car because I just had a guest on the show a couple of days ago that mentioned a Hellcat. Definitely a crazy wild car and a nice car for a guy that likes to go fast and a car that you can basically take to the drag strip and race, right? That's right. That's awesome. And we see people pretty much take it to the drag strip and race. It's just a wild car, something that has a lot of power behind it. Yeah, especially for a street car and something that. I see a lot of people out there having a blast. I would love to. There you go. Is there a color that you'd like me to get you so I get you the right one? Oh, man. Be careful, though, because I might hold you to it. You're getting me kind of excited over here. <laughs> That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll, we'll keep it black, nice and slick looking, nice and sinister looking. Black. Cool. All right. Yeah, the stealthy Hellcat. There you go. Well, Justin, you've taken me on a fun ride today. A great pass, as they say, in drag racing. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey and your success. Again, a huge congratulations to you and your team for what you pulled off this year. Uh, No doubt you're off to a great start for 2021 as we're almost there. I think we all want to be there very quickly uh, and move things forward here in a positive way. Before I let you go, though, could you offer me one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you race down the track in that black Hellcat? Sure. I think probably the thing I'll say that I've learned is, is the most important is gratitude. I think gratitude goes a long way. There's 
been a lot that's gone on in the world always, but really particularly in 2020. Uh, there's been a lot of unknowns. Unfortunately, we've uh, you know, lost a lot of lives around the world because of this pandemic. Uh, but I think gratitude is an important thing. If you're here today, uh, if you're alive today, I'm here talking to you. Uh, we're fortunate um, to be here and we're fortunate to have food, to have water, to have all the things that are important in life. So I think gratitude is something that we always need to keep in mind. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anytime you're feeling low, just stop and think about what you have and that lowness will go away if you just think about what you're grateful for. It's a great way to start every day. As I've learned from many people here on Cars, yeah, when first when you wake up, just think of three things you're grateful for. It could be as simple as, wow, I woke up today. That's a good start. So as my dad used to say, any day you wake up on the top side of the dirt is a good day. What's the best way for people to keep up with you, Justin? Yeah, they can follow me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at the Justin Ashley. Uh, they can also follow me on my athlete page on Facebook. Uh, you just type in Justin Ashley or visit my website, justinashley.com. All right. I'll make sure I put links to all of these things on Justin's show notes page. Good luck keeping up with this guy, but I think things are going to be even cooler and greater and better in 2021. Congratulations again to you and your team. I want to thank uh, Elon Werner, uh, VP of Sports Publicity at Tony Faye Public Relations for introducing me to Justin. They do a great job repping people and introducing me to some wonderful, wonderful people, inspiring automotive enthusiasts here in Cars. Yeah. Justin, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your successes with my listeners until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thanks so much. If I can see you go by, cause you're going to be going by really fast. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we had a great time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over a hundred podiums, multiple Daytona wins and a win at Le Mans racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, founded Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series. These are four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends, titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Apex. It's a rich and complex blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Cabernet Franc. This blend is a showcase of perfection and hits the Apex with its full-bodied smooth finish. An added very cool option is the label. It's a multi-dimensional rumble strip Apex reminiscent of Turn 4 at Laguna Seca. The Racing Series is a spectacular gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code CARSYEAH. Cheers! Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up! 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!